How's it going, everybody? This is the Nitty Gritty. My name is Chad. With me is Leonard. And this is a show about wrestling. Sometimes we cover wrestling topics or certain superstars or stables. Sometimes we do uh, fun, uh, you know, fantasy type games here. Uh, this week is going to be one of those occasions. We are going to be bringing you another installment of our Fever Dreams. And this is the 11th edition of our fever dreams and just a little rundown of the rules so this idea started based on a photo on facebook i believe of four different superstars yeah. leonard and i debated who would win between those four and that's how this idea kind of got started so basically what we do is we have a random name generator website or multiple and we input various names of talent male talent female talent fictional stars, etc., into random name generators, and we assemble them into various matches that we have constructed. We also have gimmicks and managers and belts, a lot of different stuff. And this week, we have a Christmas theme. So, Leonard, I haven't told you the subtitle yet. I'm going to have to have you choose nope. it. I have two different ideas. Okay. We could call this one Fever Dreams, Christmas Collision, or North Pole Annihilation. I'm gonna go with Christmas Collision. Sounds kind of generic, but it rolls up a, a rolls off the tongue a little bit better than North Pole. What was it? North Pole Chaos. What was it? See, I don't remember that one. <laughs> North North Pole Annihilation. Yeah, that North Pole been... Annihilation. Let's go with Christmas Collision. I think yeah, originally I had titled it Collision at Christmas, but I didn't know if that really made sense. You know, yeah. Christmas, Christmas Collision. I think it would fit better on you know the thumbnail for the for the YouTube. No, so, I yeah. I agree, and uh, we will have various Christmas Christmas themed twists in our matches as we go along. We'll talk about those. So, our first match this week is actually a response to what happened in our previous Fever Dreams, which was Autumn Assault. So our head champion the unified galaxy all-weight champion is the dx version of sean michaels and he was in a six-pack chat six-pack challenge with among others tna kurt angle and leonard and i were split on who we thought would win i thought kurt angle he thought sean michaels and so we decided to have them go in a straight up one-on-one -on -one match with a gimmick attached and on top of that, we had Owen Hart win a match on that card. So he is the number one contender, and he will also appear in a match or two on our card. So Leonard is going to do the first drawing. We know who the wrestlers are in this case, yeah. but we do not know what the gimmick is. So, Leonard? Yes. So, first of all, let, let me say that I did not think that Kurt Angle could beat Shawn Michaels. It was that Shawn Michaels would probably not job to Kurt Angle. <laughs> he would tell him to take those gold medals and turn them sideways and shove them where the sun don't shine. But they will be facing off this time, and I'm not sure who this favors. I'll let you decide, Chad. But it's going to be a Punjabi prison match. Ooh. <laughs> That's a heck of a way to open the show, by the way. <laughs> so we're starting off this card with a Punjabi prison match, which is notoriously not a good gimmick match uh they did it i want to say two or three times 
with, uh, uh, with your great Kali. I mean, when you're the great Kali's signature match. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, you know, I don't even, I didn't even watch those matches live. I was kind of in and out uh, as far as t- tuning into the product at that, at that time. So uh, I know the rules were, were somewhat, uh, you know, ridiculous, but uh, yeah. So this match, I don't really think favors either guy. I, I, I really think that they would both have the same sort of deal in this. Um, you know, if I'm being honest, much as I hate to admit it, um, the DX version of Shawn Michaels, well, at least at this time, it depends on which era of this DX Shawn Michaels, I guess we're talking about. If we're, if we're assuming he's pre-back injury, then Shawn Michaels would probably be the more quick and athletic in this match, which involves a lot of climbing. Yes. So I, I, that, I'm leaning towards him in that way. Kurt Angle would certainly win in a fight, I think. I, I would still go with him there. Uh, but this is Kurt Angle, you know, after he's had numerous neck injuries and groin injuries and every injury you can think of. Um, so as much as I think he would win a straight up match, I, I do think that, you know, if the idea was to escape this monstrosity, I think that Shawn Michaels would probably have the edge here. So I am leaning towards having Shawn Michaels retain. I was leaning the same way for the same reasons. You know, I, I, I would take this that this is like prime DX attitude error, Shawn, prior to the back injury. So, again, he's the more agile. As you said, there's a lot of climbing involved here. Um I knew this that, that this was going to come down to the gimmick, that there were certain gimmicks I knew would favor Angle and certain gimmicks I knew that would favor Michaels just because they're two kind of, you know, different types of wrestlers, styles of wrestlers. So I would agree with you, and I think Sean is going to retain, at least here in match one. Yeah, so that means that Sean Michaels is still our our unified galaxy all weight champion. And I'm, uh, I'm chuckling because of what the next match is going to be. So our next match involves Owen Hart, who is the number one contender, but much like WrestleMania 10, we're Mm going to have some talent do two matches. So Shawn Michaels will be in two matches and Owen Hart will be in two matches. And so our number two match is Owen Hart versus a fictional wrestling related character. And I have drawn that name. And this is when watchers or listeners are going to click off our podcast because his opponent is Octo Frank. (laughs) Octo Frank. (laughs) So you had to be a hardcore nitty gritty fan to know about Octo Frank. It goes back to one of our weirder topics when we talked about wrestlers with water-based gimmicks. I believe it was what it was. It was water-based uh snow or ice based and then like jobs involving water like tugboat thomas so we were were talking about how there should be more people with aquatic gimmicks yes and i believe i tossed out what was it It was like um jimmy the shark and octo frank or something like that jimmy the swordfish and octo frank let's get it right these are your creations letter come on right jimmy the swordfish and octo frank so so i always picture octo frank as being like uh, kind of dressed like a mobster, but with like fake arms, but with like extra arms coming off of them that are like fake. 
So I, I would think that Owen Hart, and Owen Hart could do comedy. Owen Hart could do comedy. So I think this is a comedy match, and I think Owen Hart gets into it. And after Shawn Michaels has like a grueling Punjabi prison match, Owen gets this joke match as his bout before the main event. So I, I think Owen, especially since we have not clearly defined what <laughs> Frank Tana can't do, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with Owen Hart. Yeah, since it's your creation, I kind of have to go off of your description of him. Um, I, you know, I, I always envision Dr. Frank as kind of a big guy, but, uh, you know, that's neither here nor there. It is Owen Hart, who is a, was a actual talent, and mm -hmm. Dr. Frank is a created talent in our own head. So, yeah, we're going to have to go with Owen Hart here and move along quickly from this match. <laughs> Yes. You know, at some point we need to get someone like an artist to do up like the Jimmy the Swordfish and Octafrank tag team. We need a, we need a picture. I think that's a good idea. Um, mm -hmm. So our number three match is for the Unified Galaxy All-Weight Tag Team titles. Mm -hmm. And we crowned a champion in our last edition, and that was the Mega Powers of Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage, which is a pretty formidable tag team for yep. anybody to beat. But this is going to be a triple threat match. So I have drawn the names. All right. And the Mega Powers will be defending their titles against Cedric and Shelton from the Hurt Business and the Blade Runners. Oh, so the hurt business, I think it was going to get hurt in this match. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, they're, yeah, their business is to get hurt in this match. They are just yeah. going to. They're going to live up to their name here. They are going. They are going to bump like rubber balls for the other dudes in this match. Um, this is, you know, Blade Runners, of course, is Sting and the Ultimate Warrior, right as they were starting out. I believe this was 85, 85, 86. And um, I would love to see that. This would be cool if this was like, say, early 90s. If this was like 1991, you know, Sting and Warrior versus Hogan and, and Savage, that would be an amazing match. Really cool. Blow the roof off. You could sell out the world with that match. Considering the Blade Runners are so extremely green at this point, I would have to go with the Mega Powers. Yeah, um, I, that's that's kind of what I was thinking, too. It would be a cool match to see, um, you know, having a, a Sting and Warrior team up against Hogan and Savage. I mean, in many ways, what a what a dream match that would be. The only issue is the fact that they were both very green. And although Sting was, you know, green in a normal way, the Warrior obviously was green in a watch out, don't get hurt way, which is why, yes. which is why um cedric alexander and shelton benjamin are probably on the injured list after this match um that's uh that's just what i see they are both getting dropped on their heads yeah so i would have to go with the mega powers to retain here although i think the blade runners would give them uh, a, a good decent match after all four guys have killed the herd business so yes <laughs> so so next up, we have a little bit of a different approach, which is 
the reverse battle royal. Leonard, why don't you tell everybody what the rules of a reverse battle royal are? If I remember correctly, this was, I believe, one of Jeff Jarrett's inventions from TNA. It was, of course, a TNA match. So in a reverse battle royal, you all start on the floor and you're fighting with each other to get into the ring. And then once you get into the ring, you're fighting like a normal battle royal to throw people back out of the ring onto the floor. If I remember correctly, the outside portion lasts until about half the guys are in. So therefore you can be eliminated from the floor and then it would act like a normal battle royal from there. It was some convoluted crap. And wasn't, isn't there like a match at the end? I think, yes. I think when you get down to the last two guys, you have a regular match. Right. I think. So, so Leonard and I have both drawn five names. There's going to be 10 people yes. in, in this reverse battle royal. So Leonard, why don't you list your names first? Sure. So I've got the Zodiac who is Bruce the Barber Beefcake under makeup as part of the Dungeon of Doom. Rhino, the WWE version of Rhino. But it doesn't say which era, if, it's, if this is the Alliance era or this is the teaming with Heath Slater era. It doesn't it, say. It doesn't really matter at all. At I don't all think period. it really does. I would assume it'd be the post, the immediate post-ECW era. Yeah. First run, Rhino. Wildman Sal Balomo which I believe is a name I've heard, but I don't know who he is. So that's a drink, according to our old rules. <laughs> uh, I've got a Yingling's Hershey Dark Porter here. Um, not a sponsor of the show, but a dang fine beer. And then I've also got superstar Billy Graham. Wow. Yeah, doesn't give an era. So I'm going with prime Billy Graham, although I love ninja Billy Graham. And then, uh, believe it or not, the Blue Blazer. Oh, wow. So it's Owen working again under a mask, presumably. And those five guys will be joining five that I have drawn, which mm -hmm. consists of Bobby Eaton. I love Bobby Eaton. Tito Santana. Friend of the show. The authority version of Seth Rollins. Nah. Bruno Sammartino. Oh. And wait for it, Mr. America. Oh, which is Hulk Hogan in the mix. So Hogan's working twice. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> All right. So, so we got to remember these guys are battling on the floor. So yeah. let's decide that, you know, two, let's say two guys don't make it in. Okay. Which two guys are we thinking don't make it into the ring here, later? Off of my list, I, I would say Belomo doesn't make it in. Uh, we'll take that one. And then off, I, I, I don't know. Who is it? Give me your list again. Bobby Eaton, Mr. America, Tito Santana, Bruno Sammartino, and Seth Rollins, the authority version. All your guys are good. How do you feel about how, how about the Belomo and the Zodiac don't make it? Those are two that are easy choices. I was trying okay. to remember who your first one was. <laughs> yeah. So Belomo and Zodiac are, are not making it in. Right. All right, so then we have these guys trying to win by throwing each other over the top rope, mm -hmm. um, which would bring it down to two guys. Yeah. So let's just decide who our final two guys are to be in a match. Part of me wants to make it Billy Graham and Bruno San Martino. Which would be amazing. Yes. And I would be okay. I'm okay with that 
if you have a good reason as to why Mr. America has been eliminated. I would say Mr. America gets eliminated by um, he and Seth Rollins of the authority eliminate each other or Mr. America eliminates Seth Rollins and then he's like holding on to him or whatever. <laughs> and then Billy Graham eliminates him from behind. But basically I would use this to set up a feud between Mr. America and Seth Rollins, because I think authority Seth Rollins is probably your biggest heel name in this after Billy Graham. And that will be a match on our next episode for sure. All right. Absolutely. So I'm okay with that. So we're down to Bruno San Martino and superstar Billy Graham, which is, you know, a match that actually happened, I would assume. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm pretty sure. Did, did who did Billy win the, the he, who did Graham win the belt off of? Was it Pedro I it, Morales? I, I I thought it was Bruno. Like who like was it Bruno? And then because they didn't want it to go from Bruno to what was it, Bob Backlund? Maybe? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm looking it up as 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 we stumble through this. Well, as you as you're looking that up, I'll just say this: yeah. we're talking prime Bruno and prime superstar Billy Graham. Like, yes, hundred percent. I I would say that I would pick Bruno to be our reverse battle royal winner here, and uh, that would also mean he would get a title shot if he if you agreed with me. So, yes, I I will agree with that. Uh, um, I'm I'm still trying to find the uh, the lineage here. But yeah, you know, uh, I met Bruno before his passing, still was just, uh, you know, just an imposing figure, even, you know, toward toward the, the end of his life when I met him. Um, you know, I've got a soft spot in my heart for Billy Graham, uh, the long-term booking fed that, that I'm doing that I talk about sometimes. I'm using him in that. Um, so here's the lineage. Uh, so Bruno originally won the belt off of Buddy Rogers. Dropped it to Ivan Koloff, who dropped it to Pedro Morales, who then dropped it to Stan Stasiak, who dropped it back to Bruno San Martino, who lost to Billy Graham, who then lost to Bob Backlund. So there you go. There you go. So there you go. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I was stalling while I looked that up, but I, I would agree with you. I think in a match like this, usually your face is going to win unless you want to try to set up something down the road. Right. And I'm perfectly fine with San Martino winning and, and getting a title shot. I think that's cool that we're going to have an icon, a legend like him in, in our next show. Absolutely. Well, our next match is just a simple men's one-on-one. -on -one. However, in this case, there will be a Christmas gimmick attached to the match. Leonard is drawing the two names. I have, yeah. I have drawn the gimmick. So Leonard, why don't you go ahead with the names first? Okay, well, I'm looking up one guy because I'm trying to remember who he is. Oh, God. Um, well, I know, I know who he is, but okay. Okay, it was who I thought it was. So it's the Sultan, okay. which was Rikishi in a mask. Right. And I knew it was one, uh, I knew it was, uh, I was thinking it was either Rikishi or it was Savio Vega, but he was Quang the Ninja under a mask. So <laughs> hence why I got confused. So the Sultan is wrestling Stu Hart, the <laughs> patriarch of the Hart, the Hart family, of course. And uh, 
and they are wrestling in uh-huh. a Leonard creation miracle on 34th street fight. <laughs> but that's actually a match that the WWE has done in the past. Maybe, I didn't not, with the, maybe not with the details you put in there though. Didn't you make this a death match? <laughs> Is it a death match? It's a death yeah, match. You made it a death match with um, explosives with instead oh. of... Uh, you know what? Those are two. Those are two. Sep- those are two separate ideas, but we can combine them into one. So this is also an exploding ring death match, kind of like what Mick Foley and Terry Funk had in Japan. But the timer is like the New Year's Eve ball that you see during the New Year's Eve countdown. So when the ball gets all the way down to the bottom, that's when the ring blows. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that match is featuring the Saltman Stewart. And you know what? I This is why I love doing this, because I would pay just about any amount of money to see this match happen. And I'm telling you right now, to me, this is a slam dunk, easy pick. Stewart probably commits homicide against the Sultan here. <laughs> and yes. he might not even need any any weapons like (laughs) he might like just tie him up into a pretzel and wait till the ring explodes or something (laughs) i mean on 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 paper or i would say on visual if you look at the picture of these two guys side by side i think a lot of people would go oh well the sultan but you have to know Stu hart's history as being one of the greatest you know shooters stretchers of all time right and even if the sultan has weapons at his disposal Dispose, disposal and even though this is a garbage match Stu Hart still has so much experience and so much talent and, and so much shooting ability I would agree with Chad that he would probably just take the Sultan down somehow just tie him up and leave him in the ring for the ring to blow up <laughs> Stu's in the back having a beer with Bruno by the time the ring goes off all right, so that means Stu Hart wins. Um, so we'll have to bring him back again yeah. at some point. A lot, a lot of a uh, lot of legends, a lot of old guys are winning tonight. No, I, I like it. Um, so our next match is going to be for our Galaxy All Weight Women's Championship, and our champion mm-hmm. is Shayna Baszler. She mm-hmm. has uh, defeated a couple people now, but uh, in this case, she's going up against. Prime Mickey James, mm-hmm. only there will be managers involved, and Leonard is going to draw those managers. So I have drawn those, and uh, they're both women. So women for the women. Uh, Mickey James will be seconded to the ringside by Queen Sherry. Oh. So this is Sherry and her queen gimmick when she was with King Macho Man. And uh, Shayna Baszler gets baby doll. Well, Leonard, I'm going to let you pick first. I already have my answer, but go ahead. Okay. Well, if the managers are a factor, I would lean towards Mickey James and Queen Sherry because Baby Doll never, Baby Doll stood rings aside. She would occasionally get involved, but not really do that much. Um, you know, Mickey James or Shannon Baszler straight up, I might lean a little bit towards Baszler in that. But I think Mickey James is extremely underrated. I think she's really one of the best female wrestlers over the past you know 20 years 
especially when you look at her entire body of work and how she's been so good for so long and just so solid and has been able to work with a variety of different, you know, characters and a variety of different opponents in the ring. So the Queen Sherry factor, I'm going to go with Mickey James and what some might call an upset. Yeah, you know what? Um, I would go with Mickey James here as well. And, you know, to be truthful, I think that prime Mickey James could out wrestle Shayna Baszler without too much of an issue. And now in terms of like straight up toughness, you know, I think Shayna Baszler would have the edge there. But um, when you factor in Sherry, like who will get involved and help her person win for sure. Uh, I think that this is a pretty straightforward win. Well, straightforward, unless you count the shenanigans outside the ring. Um, Straightforward win for Mickey James. So that would mean she's our new champion, Leonard. Yeah, and and a a worthy one. Now, let me ask you, does she get to keep Queen Sherry in future matches, or does she lose Queen Sherry for future matches? Uh, See, since she won with Queen Sherry, she kind of has to keep her, right? Yeah, I would I would say she gets to keep Queen Sherry until she loses the belt. Yeah, I agree. So make a note of that. Absolutely. So as far as we know, Mickey James has won the match. However, music hits and our commissioner comes out to make an announcement, and our commissioner is Terry Gordy. So <laughs> okay, that's not, not uh, a usual commissioner type, but hey, no, he's not, and. His announcement is that this match is now two out of three falls. Oh no! So, so he's he saw the shenanigans outside the ring and he said, "You know what? This is going to be two out of three falls." So, Leonard, does your your winner change in any way? No, I will say that Shayna wins the next fall to even it up, but then th- that. Um, Mickey would win the third fall, and maybe because Sherry was part of shenanigans the first time, maybe the final is Baby Doll messes up somehow and causes Shayna to lose, and then Shayna post match beats the crap out of Baby Doll. Yeah, um, I, I can see. All, I can, you know what? I can see all of that unfolding. I was even going to say, you know what? Mickey James might just win in two straight, but that doesn't happen. When you have a two out of three fall match, you have yeah. you have to get to that third fall. So yeah, it happens rarely. I've I've seen it happen very rarely. But um, Ric Flair beat Bobby Eaton two straight falls, like on a clash once. But yeah, usually, yeah, usually you, you. The reason you book that gimmick is so you can have three falls. Correct. Correct. All right. So, Mickey James is our champion, and Queen Sherry will be her manager until she is defeated, I suppose. So, our next match is also involving the women. It's a fatal four-way, and it will be either for... So, it'll be for a random belt. Yes. The winner gets the option of turning in that belt for a future title shot. Oh, okay. So, I'm, I have drawn the names. Leonard is drawing the belt. Yes. So I will read off the names of the women in this fatal four-way. So it will be Madison Rain versus AJ Lee versus Tony Storm versus Bailey, the hugger version. Okay. And what will they be fighting for, Leonard? The WCW Light Heavyweight Championship. I like so it. This is, 
This is the precursor to the cruiserweight title. This belt was from like 91 to 92. And um, it was held by uh, Brian Pillman. And uh, Brian Pillman, Jushin Thunder Liger, Pillman again, Scotty Flamingo, and Brad Armstrong. So that's the history of that belt until it was then mothballed. But that's what they'll be going after. All right. So, Leonard, who do you mm-hmm. think wins this? That is, is, is an amazingly great lineup for a match like this. All those ladies can really go in the ring. Uh, and I like all of them. Uh, different reasons, different ways. I'm a big fan of Madison Rain. As we talked about before, she's local. I've interviewed her in the past. She's she's great. I've seen her live wrestle. Uh, so I'm a big fan of hers. I like Kurt Bailey way more than Hugger Bailey. And also, too, with the couple more years of experience, the Kurt Bailey, I think, is a better wrestler than what Hugger Bailey was, although Hugger Bailey was quite an accomplished wrestler um who were the two names in the middle again aj lee tony storm madison rain bailey yeah i'm not a big aj lee fan i know some people will not like that but she's 12 years old she's built like a 12 year old (laughs) and you know she would have a hard time being marco stunt in a match (laughs) and so i've never been an aj lee fan i think for me, this comes down to Madison Rain versus Tony Storm. I think that that's a really good match. Um, that's a tough one for me. I am leaning towards Tony Storm, even as, as much as I like Madison Rain, because I think Storm is maybe because she came along a few years later than Madison has more of a bit of a more modern style. We talked about toughness with Baszler versus James. I think Storm is maybe a little more tough. So I am leaning toward storm but you could definitely sway me well i don't think i'm going to be able to do that um, okay because <laughs> i am one of those aj lee fans <laughs> so i think it would come down to aj lee and tony storm uh, as as you said the bailey the hugger version is uh certainly accomplished she has some great matches in nxt with uh, sasha banks um but uh she's really come a long way since then as as a heel character uh Madison Rain, I'm not as big on as you, um, but yeah, see, I'm going to have to go with AJ Lee here, so we're going to have to uh, have these two move on to next our next show somehow. I would say split the difference and just make it Tony Storm, since you lean more towards AJ and I lean more towards Madison, but moving both of them along is quite fine by me, so I no, would say yeah, strip- you know what? Uh, I'm thinking about it out loud here. Even if we were to move them along, there's no universe where you're going to uh, be swayed to AJ Lee. So no. <laughs> so and we, considering the, and considering this is for the WCW light heavyweight title, so they would be co-champs. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So we uh, we'll have Tony Storm be the victor here because I like her a lot. I think she's underrated, okay. and I hope that I hope that she continues to uh, you know move up the card. So, uh, Leonard, then the question is to you, does she keep this belt or turn it in for a title shot? Well, I would be very interested to see the WCW light heavyweight title defended on our future shows and by, by Tony, but not only Tony Storm, but against by her, but against not only women, but men who fit the weight classification. Right. True. So we could we could arrange that. 
You know what? I I want Tony Storm to say, as much as I would like to go after the women's title, I am proud of this belt. <laughs> this is a belt that never got a fair shake its first time around. I want to be the champion this belt deserves. I will take on all women and all men who fit the weight class. I want her. I want her to keep hold of it. All right. I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. So our main event then. Oh, we're there already. Yeah, we are. We've been moving along pretty quickly here. Yeah. So our main event is going to be the DX version of Shawn Michaels versus Slammy winning Owen Hart. Yes. Only, the only twist in this match, this is a straight up match. The only twist is there will be two run-ins and they are Christmas characters. Now, Leonard okay. has not seen this list. No, I do not know the list. So, I would assume one will be assisting Shawn Michaels and the other will be assisting Owen Hart? Correct. Okay. Correct. So, you, I will let you decide who assists who. All right. After you hear the... So, this is about as crazy as we've gotten on this show. Okay. Yeah. And so, the first run-in is Jack Skellington from A Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, okay. And the second one is George Bailey from It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> wow. So, this is I'm a Christmas say... episode after all, Leonard, so. Yes. Who I was hoping they... for Hanukkah Harry. I was hoping for Hanukkah Harry. <laughs> um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Skellington with Michaels and George Bailey with Owen Hart. There you go. So based now, on if that, was, if this was born again, Shawn Michaels, I would give him George Bailey. But yeah, but, that would make more sense. <laughs> yes, but I, th- that's kind of how how it aligned in my head. No, that's kind of how I looked at it too. So based yeah. on that, who do we who do we think wins? Well, I think Jack Skellington would be more helpful to Shawn Michaels than what George Bailey would be to Owen Hart. <laughs> although, although George Bailey does have a no. Wait a minute, I was going to say he has a gun, but he doesn't. He was going to jump off a bridge. Yeah, George so, Bailey probably just asked Owen Hart for money. <laughs> yes, yes, but to help, to help the same things along. Let me borrow those Slammy, Slammy Awards. I'll melt them down. Yes, can you sell? The, yeah, can we sell the Slammy Awards <laughs> to get to get some to get some money here? Uh, Skellington would probably help Shawn Michaels. He would bring out pumpkins or something that he would use to like nail. He would probably come out dressed like Santa Claus, like he is in the movie. With sure. like a big bag, and then he would pull foreign objects out of the bag yeah. to help Shawn Michaels with. That's what I picture there. George Bailey would probably talk to two and try to stop the fight. He would be like, "You don't guys don't need to do this, yeah. you know. Think 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 of think of all that that you have in this yeah, world. Just, just come this over to my house for dinner. We don't have anything, but you know. Yeah, I, this is the time I wish I could do a, a, a Jimmy Stewart impression, but I'm not even going to try. That would be just wrong. So. I was leaning towards Shawn Michaels, DX Shawn Michaels anyway, even though Slammy Award-winning Owen Hart is my favorite version of Owen Hart. So given the fact that Owen is probably going to get more help out of his guy, I'm going to go, I mean, Shawn, I'm going to go with Shawn Michaels. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we we did see Shawn and Owen feud. Um, You know, there was a kind of an abrupt feud after Bret Hart left um post survivor series yes. 97 that didn't really go as anywhere as much as it could have mm-hmm. um but if if anybody recalls the the moment where owen hart came out and knocked sean michaels off of the uh off of the you know kind of the the uh apron 
of the ring into oh, yeah. into like the desk. It was a pretty cool moment actually. Um, but uh, and I think that they had a match and maybe they did some house show stuff, but it didn't really go anywhere, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, I, I think that as, as great as Owen Hart was, um, I, I don't see him beating DX Shawn Michaels, especially with Jack Skellington, who is uh, kind of stealing the attention of the crowd. Yes, I would assume. And George Bailey, who's just asking the uh, ringside audience for money. And uh, yeah. so passing the hat. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to the regulars at the events. You know, all the wrestlers we see on TV every week, you know, the, the guy in the green smiley face shirt and all those people um, mm-hmm. <laughs> for money. So so that would mean Shawn Michaels retains, right, Leonard? Yes, Shawn, Shawn retains. Uh, Steve Mountain moves on. Next, next time we do this, he, he has mm-hmm. uh, Bruno and potentially Stu Hart on the horizon. So Wow, that is some old school that he's going to have to live through. I um, you know, has is Shawn Michaels is he our longest reigning champion at this I point? Would, I would say so. Yeah, we'd I'd have to go back to least, Yeah, he's up there at least three shows. I know AWA Hogan had a couple successful defenses, but yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And considering, but but Shawn has defended against you know tripping on acid Spike Dudley and uh, well TNA. Kurt Angle and, and, and Slammy Award-winning Owen Hart are good defenses. I was trying to figure out quality of defenses, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think AWA Hogan has had some tough de- had some tough defenses there. Very tough defenses, yeah. Compared to uh, tripping on acid, Spike Dudley. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, do we have time for a dark match here, Leonard? I don't know if we. Do. Why not? Why not? Do you want to draw something? You want me to draw something? I'll draw names. You draw a a gimmick. Draw a gimmick. All right. So for the good folks that are sticking around. We have Tully Blanchard against Jeff Jarrett. And it. (laughs) I attached a Christmas gimmick to this, too. This is for the crowd in the arena. It it is a false count anywhere snow shovel and salt match. (laughs) So I think the only weapons of choice they can use are snow shovels and, you know, assault surrounds the ring. I'm not really, okay. I'm not really sure what they have to, I'm not really sure what that would look like, but. Uh, well, if we're talking like the type of like kind of heavier rock salt that you put out to melt ice. Yeah. When it's icy. I mean, that could, that's one, you, you know, that's good for traction, <laughs> but two, you can also pick it up and throw it. I mean, if you get that in your eyes, that's going to hurt, man. And if you imagine like suplexing somebody onto that rock salt, you're right on the rock salt. That that that's what it is. Um, I gotta I gotta go with with Telly Blanchard. Easy here. I, I mean, Jeff, God love Jeff Jarrett. Um, he was a mid carter pretending to be a main inventor for most of his career, um, especially in TNA and in late WCW. But Telly is tough, strong. Um, I, 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 he proved in that cage match with Magnum that he can do hardcore stuff. Um, I just really, I, I see Jeff giving like baby shots with the, with the shovel, kind of like <laughs> what he would do with the guitar. Yeah. Cause he was never a good guitar hit, but I see Tully just whapping the crap out of him. So I mm-hmm. got to go tell him. I would go with Tully too easily. 
Um, but you know what, Leonard, I wanted to run down as, uh, as Tully closes out our show here, yes. I wanted to run down some of these gimmick matches that I didn't go over with you. Oh yes, please, please fill me in. I had a winter sled match, which is basically a stretcher match. Only you need to have the person taken over a certain length uh, and a line on, on a winter sled. Okay. So you would, would put them on the sled and then get them across the line. Yeah. You gotcha. had, you had the menorah inferno match. Yes, yeah. So it would be an inferno match, but at ringside, making the fire would be like a giant menorah. Right. And you also had the pool of eggnog match. Yeah, so like the gravy boat match. And I think WWE at one point may have done an eggnog match. I would be surprised if they did. Right. Uh, but it would be like a pool filled with eggnog, and I assume this would be a ladies' match. Yeah, I'm glad the guys didn't draw that. Yeah. Uh, I had a Christmas tree farm brawl which uh, obviously is a match just set on a Christmas tree farm. <laughs> so like, so it's like, like one of those hearty compound matches, but at a Christmas yeah, tree farm. Exactly. Okay. Um, a Walmart black Friday match. So they, have, they would have to have a match in Walmart during black Friday. I think the goal would be, you would have to get certain items and then get them to the cash register. <laughs> like supermarket sweep. <laughs> yeah. It's like a supermarket sweep thing. You have the store list. You have to get through everybody to get your item and then get to and then check out and, and then have to get out of the store. So it's kind of like yeah. an escape, like, a, like an, a, an escape cage match, but it's escape Walmart on Black Friday with like certain items. You had the Christmas present on a pole match idea. Yes. Uh, and then really we didn't whatever. And then there would be something in the box. So yeah, yeah you would op- get the box down, open the box. There would be a weapon in the box that you could use. Yeah, um, I had the uh, Santa's gift bag match, which both guys have to have a Santa's gift bag over top of their head. So basically a blindfold match. Blindfold match, yeah. Um, <laughs> I had, I'm glad I didn't have to explain this one, a four nativity scenes match. So instead of a four corners, you know, a bull rope type situation, they have to travel around a town and hit four nativity scenes while fighting. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I was like, how do I involve a nativity scene and not be a that's, that's ridiculous. You would need to. I'm thinking of a town like a lot of churches, like churches that are close to each other. Yeah. Um, because, you know, in, in, in a uh, four corners match, like a bull rope match, you know, you lose momentum and you've got to start over. So, so if they would lose momentum, would they have to start over? And, it, would like, be going, it would be going for days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 mistletoe from hell match. I don't even know what that is. I just thought that that sounded neat. You know, um, it might involve the the loser kissing the winner or something like that. I don't yeah, it, it, it could be. It could be something like that. Like, I want to picture like a ladder match. Like it's mistletoe on a ladder. There you How go. About this? It's mistletoe on a ladder. You climb the ladder. You get the mistletoe, and then you can use the mistletoe to kiss whoever you want. <laughs> It would be the only show for this promotion because the winner yeah. would be trying to kiss random people. Yeah. Uh, the Christmas lights match where basically you, in order to win, you have to uh, hog tie your opponent with Christmas lights. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, I like that. And uh, another good one, uh, a winner gets a weekend with Mrs. Claus match. Kind of like the Brian Pillman gold dust feud. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like very much an attitude era match. Yeah. Um, is, is Mrs. Claus, is it just Mrs. Cleavage dressed like Mrs. Claus? 
You know what? I was going to say, if that got drawn, I was going to say Mrs. Claus looks however you want her to look. <laughs> it's, it, I, I'm picturing Mrs. Cleavage, like in a red, in a red outfit with a hat. That's what I'm picturing. Yeah, we're going to get Beaver Cleavage shirts here for the show. <laughs> I'm going to look it up on Pro Wrestling Tees. So. Yes. If, if that exists, Leonard, that will be my Christmas present to you. Thank if you. If it exists, then you might not get anything. But <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we hope you've enjoyed our 11th edition of Fever Dreams. And if you didn't, we did. Yeah, we definitely did. Uh, Christmas Collision. So who knows when we're going to do another one of these, but uh, it might be coming up soon. So uh, maybe North Pole Annihilation, or if we can find a, uh, a better name, you know. Given, given the holidays, we don't want to put a lot of effort in. So. Right. That's true. Well, for Leonard, my name is Chad. We will see you next week. Please let us know what you thought of our matches. If you thought there were different winners, please let us know what you think. Uh, we are open to anything. If you have any Christmas gimmick ideas, let us know for next year. Yeah, we'll save them. <laughs> yeah. Um, providing the fever dreams idea hasn't gone off the wall by next year, which it yeah. might. Uh, and even if it does, we'll probably keep doing it. That's right. So we will see you next week, probably one more show before the holiday. Mm -hmm. We thank you for joining us, and Alexa, we'll see you out. <laughs>